Hello there. Welcome back to Jedi Knights. I'm your moderator, Christian Buckley. We're coming back from a break. Feels good to be back. A little, a little hiatus. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah, I feel refreshed, recharged. Me too. We <laughs> one with the force, as you might say. Yes, uh, Mike Connors is joining me once again. Thanks for having me. Pleasure as always. Oh yeah, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> uh, the last time we were in this room together, Jack joined us. Pat was here, and we were in here for almost four hours. Yeah, and it was. Uh, it felt like two. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. Went, uh, went home, saw the fam. Nice. You know how it is. You see those new uh, TV promos for The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, and I also saw how it completely spoiled the end of Fallen Order. Oh, 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 oh okay. I was worried that you oh. were going to say you got spoiled on Rise of Skywalker. I would have oh, felt no. so bad. No, no, no. No, but yeah, I, I did hear about that. So yeah. beware if you are you haven't played uh, Fallen Order yet. Did I got you? spoiled for that too. Did you? Not by the ad, oh. by a YouTube thumbnail. I was pretty upset when I saw that ad, actually. I was like, that's That annoying. sucks, yeah. How, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Very, I tried to relax as best I could. <laughs> so, And were you successful? I played a lot of Death Stranding from the hours of midnight to two almost every night. That's only two hours a day. Yeah, but like, it was steady. That okay. was like my time. Right. Lit a candle, set the mood, had a glass of tea. Nice. It was nice and relaxing. So hopefully there wasn't any caffeine in that tea so late. There was night. not. It was sleepy time tea. Uh gotcha. Was it the one with the bear? The bear in the rocking <laughs> chair, yeah. <laughs> That's the best one. It's so good. Uh, uh, he looks so cozy. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. Uh <laughs> Jedi Knights at night once again. Uh new lighting setup. Yeah. It's dark outside. The production value has gone up by a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it has. Yeah. So thanks, uh, thanks to all the Patreon supporters. Yeah. Uh, Pat will not be joining us today, sadly. He's off on assignment. But we're talking Mandalorian because we got to catch up. Yeah, we got two eps. Two episodes of Mandalorian. Mandalorian Chapter 3, The Sin, <coughs> and Chapter 4, Sanctuary. Um, ideally, this is going up the day we record it, so we get back on track with everything. But f- I guess impressions first, starting with Episode 3. Mm-hmm. It's it's rough because I always go to say episode three, but I know they want me to call it chapter three because it confuses it with the actual Star Wars saga. It's an episode. It it's is a, an episode. It's episode three. The Sin. Yeah. Uh, directed by Deborah Chow, who is in charge of Obi-Wan. Yeah, I was going to say. And let yeah. me tell you, after this episode, incredibly confident in how good that series is going to be. Chef kiss, baby. Absolutely. Uh, this, I think, is my favorite episode so far. You know, actually, it, it was my favorite episode. We'll get there. That is good to hear. Yeah, it was my favorite episode. Um, I, I like this exponentially better than episode two. Mm-hmm. I thought episode two was kind of boring yep. a little bit, a little mm-hmm. slow. Yes. Uh, but this was action-packed. Yeah. Um, episode three, I enjoyed a lot. Because I think where episode two, I liked it, and it did feel like a side quest in a video game. It did, yeah. Uh, episode three was progressing the main plot once again. Mandalorian brought the child back with him to whatever planet they're on. Whatever that is, yeah. In I the know, Outer Rim. I really have no idea. To Carl Weathers, delivered the bounty to Warner Herzog's character. <laughs> yeah, who's not yet named. Oh, he isn't. He's just the client. Okay. Uh, I was I was worried because I was like, I'm I'm trying to like pick up on names now. I have a handful. Carl Weathers' character's name is Grief Karga. Grief, okay. 
grief and grease. It's like messing with me. I know, yeah. So similar. Um, this episode, I liked the color palette. Lots of grays and blues. Okay, I, I have to say, I didn't really notice that. Okay, so. sure. Uh, but continue. No, I, I just liked it because the first two, we have a lot of it. First one had some blues in it, but like episode one and two, a lot of focus on the desert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, episode three still kind of had desert stuff, but it was like desert at night. I know, know, yeah. And yeah, just seeing the stealth aspects of Mandalorian's plot in this episode, I heavily enjoyed it. You know, I think the Mandalorian has like such cool technology. Mm -hmm. That scene where he was kind of like zeroing in on the client's compound and like could see them and hear them through the walls and stuff. Predator vision. Yeah, no, it's crazy, man. Like Mm -hmm. we even see... Uh, I think it's in this episode too, like footsteps. You can see footsteps. Yeah, he, that's, that's that's the first time we see that happen. Yeah, I think it's this episode. Maybe it's the next one. Yeah, it definitely is in the next one, but yeah. I think they also do it in episode three. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, raiding that compound felt like I was in a Star Wars version of Metal Gear. Loved it. I've never played Metal Gear, but it, it was cool. Yeah. It was very, very, very cool. Yeah. It, it's nice seeing the stormtroopers like... Or I don't know if we can even call them stormtroopers. Don't know if they're officially stormtroopers or just wearing the armor yet. Yeah, people are saying that, like, they're imperial. But so far, I have nothing to... There's nothing to believe that that's true. Yeah. Just the fact that they... He has, like, an imperial, like, necklace. Right. And, like, that it's stormtroopers. But that's not enough for me. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like... There could be some sort of swerve coming with that whole plot. Yeah. Um, as we've seen in episode four, that does not get progressed much so far. But as far as the, I guess, the tests they were running on Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. what are we thinking there? Do we think that there's, I know there's all these theories about the Empire trying to figure that out to clone Palpatine or something or channel his midichlorine somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because uh, the doctor in that scene mm-hmm. didn't want to hurt it. Didn't want to hurt it. I also don't know if you noticed or heard. This is not something that I picked up on. So this is this. Thank thank you for the Internet for picking up on this. But he has like a patch on his on his uh, on his arm mm-hmm. that's similar to like the cloners of Camino. Interesting. Very interesting. So, you know, just putting it out there. Maybe he's trying to clone Baby Yoda. Yeah, I'm really curious to see where this plot goes. Uh, As we discussed in episode one, the first thing to my knowledge or my theory was shooting him through a portal back in time through the world between worlds. I did see somebody else speculate that online. Really? I wanted to come and be like, I thought of that in the podcast. (laughs) Then link? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But... Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions. There's four episodes left after the next one we're going to talk about in a bit. But yeah. um, I'm interested to see where that plot goes. Yeah, it felt as though that the end of chapter three was kind of like the end of this season's like first act almost. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that that same sort of feeling. I'm going to get the same sort of feeling after the end of episode f- six. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it just felt like that. Yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. for sure. I, um, talking about the the ending of the episode, loved that shootout. 
like when all the people came out with the trackers and like you slowly saw it spreading across the different um, locations throughout the settlement, mm-hmm. all the bounty hunters getting their trackers going off. You're like, oh, I see what's happened. And they all converge. Carl Weathers walks up. They have that stare off. Yeah. No, loved no. that. I, th- the whole, the whole Mandalorian like tribe thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I loved all of that in this episode. Oh yeah. Cause they got a lot of progression done on their whole dynamic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, John Favreau's character. Oh, is he the the big guy? He's the he's the big like heavy infantry. The one with the jetpack. Yeah, and, like the machine gun. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's John Favreau. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, his name's like Zar, like Sar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, they, I think they talked a little bit about the purge in this one. They uh, did, yeah. Uh, they they kind of expanded upon that a bit. Mm-hmm. We also got some more details on the Mandalorian's background. Yes. Uh, so he was his parents are killed by droids, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I or yeah, I don't know. It might that might have been episode four. Was it? It might have been. I don't think it was. Okay. I, I think it was it was when he when that 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 uh uh the armor was like making his best car. Oh sure. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean I don't know. I uh, I liked the the armor upgrade once again. I love those scenes. Yeah, no, those are cool. Again, very video gamey. Yes. I've seen a lot of articles on uh fan sites being like the Mandalorian's a video game. <laughs> And it's like, it kind of is. Yeah, I mean, like you said, episode two is like a side quest. Yeah. So. Man, I'd love a Mandalorian video game. Yeah, I want I want that now. <laughs> Did you ever play Star Wars Bounty Hunter? I have not, no. I was on the PS2, PC, Xbox, whatever. Um, you played as Jango Fett. Okay. Made me appreciate Jango Fett, because I rank him above Boba Fett. Really? I think he has a cooler color scheme. Okay. I love green. He's got yeah, but like he's I like his armor more. I don't know. D- so, Jango Fett and Boba Fett not actually Mandalorians, right? I I'm not too sure because I know they left whatever attachment they had to the Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Um, as we learn in episode four of the series, if you remove your helmet in front of people, you can't put it back on. Django didn't give a damn about that. <laughs> I mean, that could vary through tribes, though. Yeah, sure. That very well could. Um, but it could also be dependent on the fact that he abandoned that life. It's true, yeah. I think, I think. I mean, I, I don't know, but uh, I think Django Fett was, like, born on Conquered Dawn, which is, like, in the Mandalore system. So okay. there's a possibility that he might be a Mandalorian. I don't know, just food for thought. I think ever since I saw that behind-the-scenes set photo of Boba Fett unmasked in Jabba's palace. Just the guy with the giant walrus oh, mustache. Yeah, ca- <laughs> Come on. Django Fett's cooler. Yeah, I don't know. Boba Fett kind of... Yeah, like, we know we ha- you have hot takes about yeah, Boba Fett. He does, like a, like a little... Uh, wimp. Wimp, yeah. Anyways, Mandalorian, I love when they all show up to support him because it shows the bond of that tribe, you know, because they were so focused on their secrecy and maintaining their hidden cover because only one of them was allowed out at a time. Yep. This is the way. This is the way. Uh, (laughs) I love that, by the way. (laughs) Any closing thoughts on episode three? Because I really did enjoy it. I loved the action. I loved the, the shootout at the end. Seeing the Mandalorians show up was very cool. I think we're missing a very uh, important part of this episode. Uh, the Mandalorian himself as a character. 
Oh yeah. Like completely changes forever. He D- yeah. He he puts away his bounty hunter past and saves Baby Yoda's life. Yeah. I really like the progression of Mando so far. And we're going to have a deeper discussion about that when we talk about episode four. Right. But I think every episode has done amazing things for making me care, empathize, and be invested in a faceless character. That's the thing that I worried about the most before this uh, series started. I wasn't sure how long it would take for the Mandalorian to take off his helmet. Mm -hmm. So far, it's pretty slow moving on that front. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... Pedro Pascal does a great job just showing emotion through his body language. And his pauses. Because, like, the amount of time it takes for him to respond sometimes, like, you can tell what his expression is, you know? Like, if he's looking at Baby Yoda and Baby Yoda's, like, just doing something dumb, like, ripping something out of the ship, and, like, you can tell what vibe he's giving off. Yeah. Just by the pauses before he's like, don't touch that. (laughs) There are also, he does does sigh a lot. I don't know if you know. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? He's got, great character. He's got no face. Better than Boba Fett. I think the Mandalorian's better than both Django and Boba Fett. I have no reference on Sabine from oh, Rebels. Yeah, Sabine Wren. She's also Mandalorian, right? She's Mandalorian. So my ranking officially goes Mando, Django Fett, Boba Fett. Yeah. So actually, you were ta- we were talking about um, the whole helmet thing, mm-hmm. and I know this is Chapter Four. We can get into Chapter Four. I'm pretty much solid on episode three because yeah it was a few weeks back it was a few weeks back yeah. there it's kind of hard to talk about the mystery now that we know where the series progresses with episode four mm-hmm. um episode four i saw i watched a few days after it came out just because of holiday busyness but i saw a lot of people tearing this episode apart did you i did i i didn't see that i saw a lot of people on my timeline being like oh it's so slow it's so boring i f- i wouldn't care if this wasn't only an eight episode series and i was like this could be an overreaction yeah i watched it i know i said episode three was my favorite this is up like right next to it so so is is episode three still your favorite then it's hard because the thing is like after i watched it i w- was texting one of my friends and i was like I think this is my favorite episode because one, it's like set piece moments aside from a story level. It is the most Western so far. Yeah, for sure. It, it feels, it felt like Star Trek to me kind of. Yeah. Even that. Yeah. Because like you get introduced to this conflict in this remote place. Yeah. And by the end of the episode, all wrapped up with a bow. Yeah. Loved it. It, it. it even starts like a Star Trek episode. Honestly, with, like, the POV from the ground and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not super familiar with Star Trek, but I will trust you. Yeah. So some of the Star Trek episodes start like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I, I just loved it so much. This one was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, has she ever uh, directed anything before? She has. I'm not familiar with her IMDb list. Okay, I just wasn't sure her name either. But uh, she is the second woman to direct live-action Star Wars, following Deborah Chow from the episode prior. Yeah. And the second, or the I think the first time that the child of another director has directed Star Wars as well, because her father, Ron Howard, directed Solo. I, di- I didn't make that connection until right now. Yeah. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. All right. Breaking ground on Star Wars, Bryce Dallas Howard is. I think she did a great job. Me too. It, it felt 
like Star Wars. Yeah. It it did. Um, yeah, man, I just love because that story. It's so basic, you know. Mm-hmm. Going to some tribe, they're defenseless. There's this conquering force that's using machine weaponry to try and take them over. And this rogue shows up, defends the village, treated like a hero. I that's so simple. It's so basic. We've seen it a million times, but I loved it. I also think that it. I I, I like the the character relationships in this episode as well. Uh, we get introduced to Cara Dune. Love her. Yeah, uh, yeah, Gina Carano's mm-hmm. character. Uh, so cool. What a badass background. She was an, yeah. She's an ex shock trooper. Yeah, she's an ex rebel shock trooper. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, I think she says something like. After the after the war, like it started to get a little political for her, so she she bounced, right? So yeah, I think um, where she comes from, she was uh, a shock trooper for the New Republic, but as it started progressing, she dipped out. Yeah, they made her. I think she said they made her do like things like, like bodyguards for political yeah. people or something. And she so. was like, nah. Yeah, loved her. Loved her character. Yeah, I think the the beginning when you first see her and she thinks that she's the Mando's bounty. Yeah. It's so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I love their relationship. They're they're really solid. Um Yeah, they work so well together, the both of them. And that brings up a note that I have on here. I really hope that a lot of these supporting characters come back throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, so far like we see like IG eleven once. Once. We saw... Carl uh, Weathers has showed up a few times because he's the quest giver. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's going to show up again. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Werner Herzog's character? I bet he's, like, in two more, maybe, the finale and, like, one time before it. He's got to be in another one. Yeah. Otherwise, like, it seems a little weird to me. Yeah. And if this just turns into, like, a slice of life show about Mando <laughs> and Baby Yoda, cool with that. Yeah, I mean, if that's what if that's what it is, we have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, K- Kulil, right? The the Ugnaught character on the desert planet. You know his name more than I do. I, I still wrote down, I have spoken guy. <laughs> I have spoken guy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like really solid, strong Star Wars characters that have a great back and forth with the Mandalorian, and I hope they return. Me too, for sure. Um, even if it's not just like boarding the ship, at least running a few missions with each other again. Yeah, what did you think about... Um, I, I don't want to call, like, I don't want to call her, like, ma- the Mandalorian's, like, love interest, but I guess, like, she kind of is. Yeah, she, there was definitely a connection between them yeah. that they were pushing hard throughout the episode. Um, I I thought it worked fine. I thought it was mainly, j- uh, like, I liked her role within this ecosystem, I thought it was a nice way to compare the parent-child relationship with her child and Mando and Baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good pairing. Um, I feel like a lot of her stuff was relegated to just acting as a way to flesh out Mando's backstory a little bit, which uh, they got to do it somehow, you know? Yeah, they have to do it somehow. It's just like the Mandalorian was written in a way in this episode to kind of like really like viscerally react to everything that she was saying Mm -hmm. at one point she says like don't you want to like take that off and just like stay here forever and raise him here and he says something along the lines of like i would want like nothing more than that yeah so question for you i 
I probably could have rewound to like figure this out, but I think they imply that they've been there for a while. Yeah, they do. Like a couple months. Not f- not a couple of months. Maybe a few weeks. A few weeks. Maybe a month. Probably like a month. Because I think Kara might say the word month. I think month was spoken. Well, no. The Mandalorian says like we after that big f- like fight against the ATST and stuff. Mm-hmm. There, it's him and Cardoon talking. And the Mandalorian says something along the lines of, like, we, we raised a lot of hell here a few weeks back. Okay, that's probably what I was thinking. Yeah, and so it kind of shows that time jump. Yeah. So, uh, that got me thinking, though. Do you think that we might get, like, another time jump throughout this season? Maybe a significant time jump? Uh, like, define significant. Maybe, like, a year. I don't think... I think that's a little too long. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, a month again. Okay. But it, it didn't even really feel like... A time jump, you know? It didn't. That's why I was so lost. I was like, oh, they've been living here for, like, a life. Yeah, for a while, yeah. <laughs> um, Obviously, Bounty Hunter finds him. Uh, tries. That was the most stressful moment in TV history. I was... I honestly... I thought... I thought he got him. I thought they were going to do it. Because <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> this show... Like, we just talked. There's four episodes left now. Yeah. I really do, because the thing is, we didn't progress that mystery at all that we were talking about in episode three with the doctor, Werner Herzog's character, uh, the purpose of Baby Yoda, what happened to Baby Yoda. So when I heard that blaster go off, I was like, is this going to turn into a revenge show? Yeah, oh, they did it, huh? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Kara shoots him, right? Yeah. That's who got him? In the back. Yeah. Uh, I, I was kind of like... Just because of the nature of her character as acting as a mercenary, I was worried that she might pick up the thing and be like, oh, wanted, huh? Because she wanted a bigger payout for that job to start with. Right, yeah. So I was a little worried about that, but I'm glad she's tight with Mando. Yeah, I think I think she's she has a good moral compass yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. Um uh what do you do you think the Mandalorian's ever gonna take off his helmet? Because they kind of they kind of play with that a little bit, and I want to go back to this because Sabine Wren takes off her helmet unless she's in combat. When she put then she puts her helmet on. Okay, if she's she... Mandalorian. She can take her helmet off. I'm thinking maybe after the war they were forced into hiding. They changed their ritual. Okay, maybe it's just a different tribe. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I'm not up to snuff on my Mandalore lore. Yeah, but um, but do you think he's gonna take it off? I I like the way they did it in this episode, because I think they're doing such a good job with characterizing him without showing his face that I don't think I need them to, and I'd be cool with it if they didn't. Um, the implied moment both times where he rests on the windowsill to eat, and when she starts taking it off, um. I'd be cool if that was it. So you just get like get those kind of moments. Yeah. And like we don't do that again. I see. Because I like based on the ending of episode three, I still think that he like feels a strong tie to his clan, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that him ditching his life as a bounty hunter to save baby Yoda was also him ditching his life as a Mandalore. Certainly not. Yeah. He, I mean, he he seems 
they saved his life. Like he owes them at least, you know. Yeah, he seems more committed than ever, honestly. Yeah. Like so. he even said like this is the way to that woman. Yeah, he did. So uh yeah, I don't know. I I would be okay if they didn't. Yeah. The only thing is is like I I really want to see Pedro Pascal like his face as he's beating up people. Yeah. I don't know. I just I like I th- I think like he's too good of an actor to just like waste. Okay. On not showing his face. Do it. But if he's scarred, I'm out. What do you mean scarred? Like like how many times are we going to do a thing where it's like they wear a mask the whole time they take it off and it's like, "Oh, I'm scarred." Oh. I doubt it. I, I hope not cuz the thing is like I don't I I like the fact that he's like doing it cuz he's committing, you yeah. know. Not because he's trying to hide something. I think he's just like an uber religious. Yeah, like, and that's dude. interesting to me. That like, is so interesting. Give him like you can give him like a like a scar scar. I just mean like don't be like missing an eye or something. Yeah. It's like oh, it's Pedro Pascal. Pedro like Pascal's, make it make it Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he's too beautiful to be missing an yeah. eye. Yeah, like, that's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything else? Uh, the the bar scene. I like the bar scene. Yeah, cafe was... scene actually. I'll call it cafe. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was a little weird. But... Broth. Yeah, bone broth. That's right? the meme of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> sipping the bone broth. Baby Yoda sipping the bone broth. Um, <laughs> that I, is a great meme. I love that trend. That's Every week we get a new Baby Yoda meme. That's such a good meme. It's so nice. Did you see the? <laughs> did you see the thing floating on Twitter? It's the scene of Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian in the, the Razor Crest, which is his ship, mm-hmm. and he's Baby Yoda's like pressing the buttons, but it's like it's playing like music. Yeah, I forget what. It was get low, I think. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a good template. Yeah, that is a good template. That's very good. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that episode. I'm just I'm digging this whole series. Me too. I don't. I. In retrospect, I think episode two is the weakest so far. Uh, not by much, but, yeah, I think every episode has been good to great. I've I have to say I've watched all the episodes, like, at least f- three times each. Oh wow! Except for the second one, I watched okay. it one time and I was like, no, that's fair. Don't feel it. not feeling it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatching these episodes once we get closer to the finale, because I'm really enjoying it so far, and they're like tight enough where even if I'm not like super focused, having it on in the background is like. This is a show of good vibes that I would like to revel in. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, do we want to rank these episodes? Ooh, do we want to rank these episodes? Rev- right. Score them, oh, I score guess. Oh, score them. Score them. Yeah, we can. We, sc- yeah. We can We can maybe rank towards the finale. Towards, yeah, towards the end we can rank. But um, the sin? It, we would out of five, out of ten? I've been doing that out of ten. All right, I'll do that. On a 20-point scale. I'll do that. So 9.5, 10, 9, 8.5, 8. All right. Um, uh, I, <laughs> as far as like the scale of like everything I've ranked so far goes episode one, I'm not counting. Cause episode one, great as it's a 10 as a pilot. Yeah. It's a, it's one of the best pilots I've ever seen. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but as far as like what a 10 means, yeah, you know, I, I don't really know what a 10 means in the context of this show yet. I don't think I've seen enough of it. Sure. To be like, oh, that's a ten. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the sin. All you, I will give a nine point five. All right. 
and Sanctuary, I will also give it 9.5. All right. Fair enough. I enjoyed both of them thoroughly for different reasons. I also enjoyed both of them. I thought they were extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I think if I were to rank them, uh, Chapter 3, uh, 9, and Chapter 4, 9.5. Nice. I was floating around that, but... Yeah, it's it's just that ending of three that ends so well, and I think yeah. like what you says what you said about it being an arc, I thought it was a very strong conclusion to that arc. I, I agree, man. Like, yeah, I, I think it's a great episode for sure. Mm-hmm. I just for some reason I just liked the contained story that chapter four was. Yeah, it's it's so it's um, so good, but it didn't feel like like a side quest. It, yeah, it, but kind of, but but a little. It was self contained. It worked. It did a lot for the characters. Did a lot for the characters, and it introduced new characters. Mm-hmm. I think Bryce Dallas Howard may have a second episode this season. I don't know. I know the next episode, Chapter 5, is uh, directed by Dave Foreman. Cool. Uh, Taika's episode is the finale. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, we're going to have... It's a JoJo and <laughs> Star Wars crossover, actually. Uh, Baby Yoda's imaginary friend is Darth Vader. Exactly. That's where we're going. <laughs> um, before we wrap up this Mandalorian discussion, though, I, I wanted to ask you, did you see that uh, debate on Twitter about, like, is it a Western, is it a samurai-inspired thing? Because uh, Kurosawa what, samurai films inspired the the format of Westerns, and some guy was like, actually, it's a samurai inspiration. It's like someone who worked on the show was like, it's a Western. I don't know. It's like what come what came first, chicken or the egg, right? Like I mean, Kurosawa came first, but Western, like that, I, I don't like know. I, because like that format, I get. Yeah. But the music, the shot composition, the overall tone of it all, the story of this episode specifically, it certainly it's fe- a Western baby. It certainly feels like a Western more than a samurai film. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's unique in its own way. Yeah, just like Star Wars. And that's what that's what we want out of Star Wars. Yeah, and Star Wars, I would say, is basically samurai meets Western because you got the Jedi samurai and then the Han Solo Western. Yeah, I mean, it's always been like that. Yeah, so Mandalorian's great. Yeah, the Mandalorian rules. Uh, Disney, take notes. Season two's coming. (laughs) Keep doing it. (laughs) Uh, So that's going to wrap it up for our review of the prior two episodes of Mandalorian. This is going to be going up as soon as possible. Um, It's up to you. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Um, If... This is already up on Thursday. Then tomorrow you can catch our review and ranking of The Force Awakens. Next week we will have Mandalorian Episode 5 and The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Get ready for a four-hour episode, guys. I'm prepared. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Uh, If you enjoyed this, though, you can find us on podcast services, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube.com slash joyclicks if you want to see our new lighting. Yeah. That may stick around, may not. I, I dig it. Me too. Uh, Mike, if you would like to plug your Twitter, anything you're working on, anything at all, go for it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike P. Connors. Uh, I've become a, a tad more active on there. You have. But, you know. That have, cheese tweet? Good. Thank you. I have work <laughs> to do, though, guys. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Chris and Buckley. Uh, Patreon.com slash joyclicks is a place you can go if you want to fund shows like this, get ad space for shows like this. And have some other cool information. Or if you just want to show your support. Yeah. Because we appreciate all of it. And uh, until next time, this is the way. This is the way. Yeah. General Kenobi.